So this is a short extra recording we made after we did the Sushi Swap episode. We actually recorded that entire episode just hours before the Uniswap token launch. So we figured it would make sense for us to come back after the fact and just sort of wrap up this story. But if you haven't already heard the rest of the episode, pause here and be sure to check that out first. You can find part one on this podcast. It should be the episode right before this one. And you will find part two of the episode on Uncommon Core. I'll add the link to both of these in the show notes. So do enjoy this wrap-up conversation between Tarun, Hasu, and myself. Um, so we felt like it was important that we at least reconvene once more to talk a little bit about that launch. Get the crew back together so soon. Yeah. All right. So now we can now say Uniswap has a governance token and a lot of people because it's such a popular application, actually got a chance to get some of them in a minute. Yeah, and I saw some um, some people from like India or whatever. They said uh, got uni on two addresses, and it would pay for their like student student oh, loans, nice. like their entire student loans. <laughs> I think that was the InstaDAP founders, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would maybe like just um, following up on the distribution. So, how do you think it was done? What are your thoughts on it? The 400 airdrop to, to every address and the way it was distributed. I think it's about as good as you could do in some sense without given the amount of bad press about like, oh, it's the VCs who control it. And, and, and also like the whole farce of like the sushi being a fair launch type of thing. Um, I think like actually giving it to the users historically is especially because the really early users would get a ton Right, like Amin was a huge whale because he he was like one of the first pools for Spank Chain ETH, <laughs> and he just got a ton because like that was like the second pool on Uniswap, wow. um, and he has like the tweet record of his when he made it. And so I think the interesting thing about this is it rewards the early users versus like liquidity mining only rewards the current users in this current incarnation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually quite important because now it, it causes this weird stickiness in the sense that people will say, hey, I could move my capital to this new protocol. But what if, because this is the market leader, I remove my liquidity and then I don't get the retrospective piece because I, you know, there, there's some there's some trade off there now. Yeah, I mean, the thing with fair launches, uh, like the their the, the secret um um, in DeFi right now, I said, I mean, it's not really fair in the sense that it's the same people farming every single protocol. Uh, if you have the capital, then then you can do it. So yeah, I mean, I really agree that based on on like many ways to think about it, this is actually the more fair approach, right? Because back then there was no expectation of there being a token added. So the people who actually traded on Uniswap and who were on Uniswap were doing it because they were convinced this is a good project that they believed in and the earliest lps take the most impermanent loss yeah true so like in some sense they actually were losing the most money to to try the product and so i think that they do in some sense deserve it does seem more fair at least to me that they get a lion's share versus like the alamedas and cms and people like that who come kind of later once it's already established what does all of this mean for a sushi swap then? I, you know, I get the feeling that they're going to try to go their own way. I mean, I, I can say Maki, um, you know, the, the person who 
who's kind of left from the original gang who who worked on it. You know, I I, I think he's 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 at least thoughtful to trying to to improve the protocol, um, and I think they're going to try to really focus on things that Uniswap doesn't have. But at the same time, I think it's still pretty hard. Like, right? They 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 have to over come the brand awareness and the fact that uni i think development wise is a lot further than they are and they don't really have a full-time team which yeah one thing that's being floated as a potential improvement for sushi swap is margin trading um so you would actually borrow uh, money from Aave or compound and then can trade with that money um natively in sushi swapper so i think that would be one way for them to distinguish themselves but overall i agree with tarun it's going to be very hard for sushi swap mm. especially as the subsidy uh they're well, voting on decaying it even more quite oh a bit my. okay um and i think this is the pro this is actually kind of the revenge of the vcs you know there's this whole vc versus trader <laughs> war And the traders were winning and kind of like lapping the VCs. And right now it's actually kind of a little bit gone the other direction because these coins that gave away too much of their equity, if we think of governance tokens as a, a proxy for yeah. equity, they now have to like stop the bleeding by doing buybacks and like more financial engineering, reducing emissions, et cetera, rather than, uh, you know, building their product. Yeah. So, and yeah, the, the traders pulled like, I don't know one to 200 million dollars out of this yield farming thing but someone tweeted that when uni goes to i think it was 11 dollars um then paradigm would make a billion oh <laughs> as the first investor in <laughs> off yeah. of the uniswap investment <laughs> wow. yeah so that that's what that's a big one for the vcs yeah tarun are you on the council of something or up for vote what's going on with you and uniswap specifically can you speak about that Yeah, so anyone can be uh, a, a, a delegate uh, in Uniswap. And um, Gauntlet, my company, has, uh, we're kind of a pretty, I'd say, prominent ish delegate on Compound and Wi Fi and a few other places. Um, and I think that we have a lot of. I kind of have, personally have a lot of views for how, how Uniswap will, will evolve. And I, you know, know the team reasonably well. And I, I really think they'll, I think V3 will really hit it out of the park. I think uh, we, we should one day have a follow-up on like life of the crypto politician. Yeah. So uh, talking about the future of Uniswap. So um, what feature do you think uh, basically that the AMM, the CFMM space needs the most? Yeah, so I think one of the things that people complain about the most is, hey, you have this market maker that has a very public strategy and it's telling you what it's doing. How can you not lose money? One of the advantages of limit order books is that they they let you segment your orders and say, hey, I don't want my liquidity to be used for more than a certain amount of a trade bigger than a certain size, more or less. And I think AMMs are going to be able to slowly bridge the gap between uh, limit order books and and these purely on-chain mechanisms. But I think the thing I was, I'm most excited about is something that um, I think came up during a kind of little tweet chat with SBF uh, over the weekend, which is, I, I think there's actually a way that AMMs will, you know, as we add more complexity to them, 
will actually be able to replace investment bank structured product desks. And what this means is that the anyone can go and make some of these very bespoke derivatives that if you wanted to make the, them yourself, you would go uh, to you know Goldman Sachs and say, hey, like I have $50 million, make me this derivative and find me a counterparty and do all this stuff. You can actually imagine a world where the smart contract actually does that. And that that to me is like the most exciting future of you know, replacing investment bank analysts with a smart contract. Um, and I, I recently sort of started a tiny scout fund with, with Robert Leshner, where we kind of have been investing in a lot of uh, new ideas in this vein. And I think that, I think the, the, the goal of decentralizing Goldman Sachs has never seemed more likely than it does now. Exciting. Yeah, so thanks for coming back together, guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks to you. And to our listeners, thanks for listening.